Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. We, we really do enjoy you listening to our podcast. In fact, we advise you to, uh, you know, get that podcast and get some friends and uh, send it to them. Let them know about the show. We love that. Anyway, we have on the phone with us right now, tanning in southern Florida, somewhere in a warm climate someplace. We have Don on a cell who calls us on a regular basis when he's up in the Duluth area. Uh, Don, has your area hit 80 degrees yet? Ours just did. Brad, uh, it, it's uh, right around 80, 81, a uh, little light breeze, um, and uh, I don't think it could be a nicer day here. I'm sure no. Tim's enjoying his day, but uh, um, it's uh, it's nice to be in the sun where the sun shines, and there's uh, people that uh, believe in uh, believe in uh, believe in our our system of government down here. Uh, DeSantis does a nice job, but uh, you were talking about these programs where these people uh um where they extorted uh quarter of almost a quarter of a billion dollar 250 million or something from that food program yes, right yeah uh, yeah well, my, more than that uh, more than 300 million i think it was yeah I, I solution uh if you take out a license and if you caught with any fraud you get automatic 10-year jail sentence so no questions asked you're just going to jail we we proved that uh proved that you're uh, that you're in the system, we're, we're taking you. You're you're going right to jail. There's no other yeah. consequences. I think that would eliminate uh, some. Uh, I call them deep thinkers that uh, are finding a way to scam every program there is, and uh, and then uh, we got to hold out to hold some of these people that are accountable that sign these people up for these programs that are supposed to supervise them and and uh, watch over our money. Uh, they should be prosecuted too. Um, you know, I can't just say, oh, I screwed up or I, you know, I had a bad day when somebody takes you yeah. for $300 million. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, mean, other thing, the other thing, Don, that we need to do, too, is a lot of these parents of the kids were uh, collaborating with these uh, with the daycare. I mean, a lot of them were they knew darn well because they were getting part of the money as a kickback when they. When they dropped their kid off and turned around and picked him up at the back door, they also were getting money from the back door, about half of the money that was collected from the state, so that they wouldn't say anything and they'd have some money in their in their pockets. We've got to do something about those people as well. If they get caught fraudulently using the system, they've got to be off the system. They, they got to, I, the state has got to say yeah. goodbye to them. Yep, uh, right, right. A mafia abuses You get caught abusing the system. You're off the system. Um, if not, uh, you know you're going to get uh, 90 days in jail, 120 days in jail. You're going to yeah. you're going to have some consequence. But I, I mean, we got to have people that police the programs accountable to these people. Come on, you don't know somebody's running all these meals through this one little place, and and you you have no suspicion <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that they fed 400 kids today in a 24 square foot room. I mean, come on. But see, that's they have but, to be a but Don, that's the state of Minnesota. No accountability. They set up these great programs thinking they're going to help people and without any accountability, without any way of going in, especially during the pandemic when all this fraud was going on. They just assumed these people were feeding the kids away from school at their own little restaurants or whatever and never bothered to stop in and see. How many kids were walking in the door at, at after four or five o'clock getting fed? Nobody. 
Nobody was walking in. But they they used a system that was on the computer. There's evidently some sort of a uh, computer system where you can look up random names. And they just took the sheet, the worksheet, from the state of Minnesota about who they were feeding. And they randomly wrote names down. Well, when they turned it into the state, nobody there was accountable to go through the list and see if these were actually kids or whether they were adults or anything else. So there was no accountability in the program at all. So you could have taken a phone book and just started writing names down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's uh, obviously uh, we should probably fire everybody that's in that program or, or uh, um, start privatizing some of these programs. And, uh, and and hold people accountable that way, uh, because well, yeah. there's no like, like, What's the incentive for somebody to keep keep the program honest on either exactly. side? Exactly, exactly. And and you know we all know the outcome of it. Uh, we've read the stories about the when they found these people. They had bought new cars. They had gone overseas and bought properties. Some of them had gone back to Somali and bought homes. Very nice homes in Somalia for the families that were still there with the money that they were stealing from the state of Minnesota, actually stealing from you, 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 and you, the people that are listening to the show. So, I mean, it's amazing. Thank you, Don. Uh, thank you for taking the time from your beautiful day down there, sunny, 80 degrees. Oh, gosh. Not a cloud in the sky. Mm. We have sun here. You know, you know what I saw. What yeah. I saw, Kenny, in this yeah. last break, I went. I, I went to. Well, here's what I did. My wife is at a doctor's appointment, so she's not home. So I, I went in the kitchen and I uh, grabbed a grabbed a can of soup, and I was going to heat it up in the microwave that fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had our our food delivered from Kroger's, a big food operation down here. Sure. And we had it delivered right to our door. Well, they have their own brand of soup, and it's very good. So I went to open the can. The only problem is it's not like Campbell's. It doesn't have the pull-off label. Oh, you got to open yeah. it with a can opener. Oh, I see. So I struggled during this few-minute break that we have trying to find the can opener. And then when I found it, then I come back into my studio here to get to the show, and I happen to notice out in my yard a couple of big old crows out there. And I think, what in the world are they doing? And I notice they're pecking at a body of a squirrel. Evidently, a squirrel had died somehow, and uh, and it was laying out in the yard, and these crows were uh, doing a, a rehab collection, evidently, on it. Okay. They were using it as their meal. Oh. So it's not a good day for the squirrels. Anyway, folks, if you if it's not a good day for your car here in the Northland, if you're worried about getting the most you can out of your car because of gas prices, you want to make sure you get top maximum MPG miles per gallon. You know what? I got a name that can help you do that. It's called Henriksen's Auto Repair. They are a Napa Auto Care Center with the with. Uh, here's the deal: if they make a major repair on your car, they will give you a 24 month, 24 thousand mile warranty on qualified services and repairs. They're a trusted, locally-owned family business with highly experienced techs out there working on the cars. Extensive experience with Subarus. If you own a Subaru, man, I wouldn't take it anywhere else. And they also have a vast knowledge of general and more complex repairs on any maker model car. Hendrickson's Auto is located at 1432 East 2nd Street in Duluth. 
Get it fixed right the first time and the only time by calling 218-606-1145. That's 218-606-1145. Or simply go to your computer and type in Henriksen's Auto Repair. Uh, on, on Facebook, they've got a great site, and you can set up an appointment for them there as well. So that's Henriksen's Auto Repair. Your car will love you for it. Well, Kenny, um, well, I heard this. I heard this story earlier on our Minnesota News Network, and I thought I had I had copied that one off this morning, so I had to dig it out. But I want before I get into this, I want to tell you: Have we talked about what day it is yet today? Uh, you know these these nationals. You know, National Day of this and that and the other thing. Well, yeah, today is National Wisconsin Day, and uh, I've got a couple others here. What do you have? I got it. Today is World Hippo Day. I saw that. I saw that. I think hippos kill more people than uh, most other animals. They really do. They're a pretty vicious uh, animal. I mean, yeah. if you get close to them. Yeah, they'll crush um, But the day is dedicated to raising awareness about protecting hippos from extinction, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Not sure then, how the hippo population is in the U.S., but uh, I hope it's doing yeah. well. <laughs> But then I have another question for you. See how sharp you are on pizza. I know you love pizza like I love pizza, like we all love Sammy's pizza. So what state is home to the most pizza places per capita? New York. You have to remember. You think you think New York, huh? Okay. Let me let me pull up the sheet here and I'll give you the answers. These are pizza stores per ten thousand New people. York. No. Oh come on, that that's wrong. Well, I'm I'm just reading what what I got here. <laughs> okay, what do you it got? It says it says New Hampshire. What? New, yeah, New Hampshire. New Hampshire only has the whole state of New Hampshire has one million three hundred twenty four thousand five hundred seventy five people in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the total population, and they have four hundred and fifty pizza stores. Okay, well, New Hampshire, I would never guess that. And uh, all right, so that's three—that's three point four pizza stores per ten thousand people. Then next comes Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, then Iowa, Pennsylvania, Maine, New Jersey, Ohio, Delaware. Where in the heck is New York here? Uh, let me. Oh, here's New York. New York is about twentieth on the list. <laughs> but the big deal there, of course, Kenny, is that <clears throat> New York has 19,541,000 people, and they have 4,961 pizza pa- pizza stores. Ah. So, actually, New York is only one, two, three, four, five, six states ahead of Minnesota. Minnesota has got to get with it <clears throat> on pizza stores. Both North Dakota and South Dakota have more pizza stores per 10,000 people than Minnesota does. Unbelievable. I know. I couldn't believe it myself. Anyway, we got to go to our first break here of uh, this particular hour. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about this story from Minnesota News about the uh, six Morrison County in- inmates that have been treated <clears throat> for drug overdoses while they were in jail. Something's going on there that makes you wonder. We'll be right back after this break. Your Twin Ports home for UMD Bulldog Hockey. Shot score! 
KDAL. KDAL time is 124, 22 degrees at the National Weather Service in Duluth. We do have uh, northwest winds, so the wind chill is going to make you feel colder than the air temp, obviously, uh, but the sunshine does help. Say, Brad, we have Bruce Siski with the call this weekend, UMD Hockey uh, from Denver. Uh, we've got, uh, what is it, the 17th, Friday. Uh, that's going to be, um, oh boy, I don't have the times on here. Uh, I'll get the times for you here. I was looking at something that... I thought it might have been on there, but it's not. But UMD Hockey this weekend, uh, Bruce Siski with the call. Uh, Bulldogs have a tough now, opponent with Denver. Oh, yeah. very. T- t- Denver's always tough. What What about tonight with the Wild? Uh, do we, are, are we carrying that game, or where is it? Well, the Wild, uh, you can find them at the game, 710 a.m., WDSM, the game, 710 and okay. uh, real quickly, uh, back to the Denver UMD series. So Friday, drop of the puck, 8 o'clock. We'll have pregame, 7.30. And then Saturday, 6.30 pregame, uh, Bruce Siski with the call, Bulldog Hockey this weekend from Denver. Now, Bruce has got a pretty nice gig, doesn't he? I mean, he gets to go out there to Denver, uh, gets to, you know, schmooze yeah. a little bit, yeah. call the game. Yeah, nice deal. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, what was the other what, question you had, uh, the Minnesota Wild? Well, I, I asked about the Wild tonight because I know tonight they're playing a pretty tough opponent. The Avs, uh, the Avalanche. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, that's going to be uh, 8.30, a drop of the puck on the time for that. So that's probably a nationally televised game, I would imagine. But locally it on is, the radio. But it's on, it, it's on it, TNT. Oh, television. is that the network? Okay, there you go, TNT. Yeah. Uh, that's good. So uh, the Wild, uh, when they get national exposure, usually they flop. Hopefully that doesn't happen tonight. Hopefully they can put up a good game for the national audience. But uh, again, locally on the radio, 710 a.m., the game. At 8 8 p.m. 8.30, drop of the puck. 8.30, okay. Now, the big story in Minneapolis today about about the Wild, the fact that they can't score goals. The last five or six games, they've never gotten more than one goal a game. That just won't win hockey games. And they're talking about the fact that both of their goalies are starting to, uh, you know, starting to feel that, uh, hey, where's the love on this team? Good. Where's I'm the glad support? there's, I, I hope they're saying something. Go into that locker room uh, flurry and say, hey, guys, where's the goals? Come on. Yeah. Boldy, you where's your goals, Boldy? I up a goal, but, you just signed but, a big 50 know. mil contract. Where's your goals, Boldy? There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, the story I was referring to, um, and I want to do this just before CBS News here, is that something is stinking down in uh, Morrison County, evidently. Six inmates at the Morrison County Jail have been treated at a hospital following suspected drug overdoses Saturday while these people were in the Morrison County Jail. Jail staff was alerted to an unresponsive male inmate in a housing unit what do they call it? Housing unit. Is that what they're calling it now? Housing unit. Uh, just before 7 p.m. Saturday, Larson said in a news release issued Tuesday, Gabriel Hospital in Little Falls uh, arrived and assisted correction officers with life-saving efforts, including evidently administering Narcon. Five other male inmates in the same housing unit had begun showing signs of potential overdose of the six inmates with signs of an overdose. Five were treated with Narcon. Now, evidently, somebody's not checking these prisoners out very good while they're, uh, uh, while they're in jail because uh, somebody's bringing a lot of drugs into jail. Either that or they got a problem with their people. 
Hey, we, we got a we got a caller on the on the phone. Jenny, who was uh, the sister of Margaret from Wood Magic, is calling in from Wright, Minnesota. Jenny, the first question I have for you: Do you, do you have a restaurant over there yet, Wright? No, but we have one in Tamarack. In Tamarack, okay. In I missed Tamarack. that little restaurant in Wright. That was a good little restaurant. So it's actually on the edge of Wright. Okay. <laughs> it's six miles right. away on the edge, but I didn't know your program was a, a sports program. Oh, God, we get into everything. I know, you and do. And I do, I, I will tell you, Jenny, that I do get some grief when I talk sports, so I got to make sure I don't do much of that. But okay, I well, I just wanted to a... announce that the Cromwell Wright School had a referendum for improvements in their school, and it passed yeah. last it night. It did so pass. That was a good thing, and it's going to improve the parking and, of course, security, which is a big item in, in all schools now. And they're going to expand yes. our little gym into a full-size gymnasium, so put in a student center and commons area or something like that. So it sounds really good, and being a teacher for 55 years... I have to support Fifty five years in Wright, Minnesota in 1968, and I've been wow for the last 23 years. So, I, and I sub guess so, where? Floodwood. In Floodwood, Flood really? Did you? It seems like, and they're wonderful kids. They're wonderful staff. We have so much support for substitute teachers, and couldn't be happier you, with their school district. Now, so. you were a substitute in Floodwood. I am now, yeah, and I still am. Oh, you are now. Did you ever get a chance to meet Mr. Riley, the science teacher? I did know him through, wasn't he an ambulance guy, too? Yes. I think yes, I went to some yeah. CPR classes or something with him way back. But, yeah, my mother okay. actually graduated from Floodwood in 1936. So when I walk down the hall, I see her oh. picture looking at me. So Man. that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. still have a lot of those old pictures up. You know, they, they got a new elementary school from now as well. So, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, so and I subbed it, all the way through I, COVID. If they were open, I was there. So when they needed me, wonderful. you know. I, I have want a to question close with a little you, joke. Oh, by the well, way, minute, I have a nursery in my basement working on my furnace right now. And I have Are them because really? of your ad. <laughs> Are they really air service in your basement working on it? Yep, we have an oil furnace that's 100 years old or something, oh, and he said, well, I think I can get man, it going. We well, we'll that. see. <laughs> I got a question for you, though, before you, you tell me. What do you get if you, you cross an elephant with a... Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, one at a time here. Uh, one at a time here. Jenny, got a question for you. Do the kids from Wright, when they go to high school, do they go to Cromwell? Yes. All the elementary areas in the Wright school closed in 1993, which is 30 okay. years ago already. How did that happen? So the, yeah. that's why Cromwell has had all those good football teams and good athletic programs, because all, all the kids from right go there. And, yep, they're, they're dedicated, that's for sure. <laughs> I think she wants now, to... Now, what was I, your joke? Yeah, she's got did, a joke. Did you have a, what yeah, do you, you have a joke? get if you cross an elephant with a rhinoceros? What do you get if you cross a rhinoceros with an elephant, or, or an elephant with a rhinoceros? Yeah. Uh, with a rhinoceros. Um, I don't know. What do you get? Elephino. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, You're going to give her the laugh track. Oh, it's funny. Elephino, rhino, elephant. Elephino. Got to have a good laugh every day. That is funny. Hey, well, say hi to my hey. sister, Margaret. She's my you know what you, you, know what you ought to do? My sister. 
you know what you ought to do, Jenny? You're, you're doing substitute teaching, which is God's work. But you ought to go help your sister once in a while. She needs some help. Well, I could maybe do that, yeah. You know, Brad, I'm going to ask Jenny to repeat that. What did you say about Margaret? Uh, she's she's your... my oldest sister, my youngest sister, and my only sister. How do you, how do you become well, oldest and youngest? Because she's the only one. Oh, I see. Okay. She's youngest, the youngest sister I have, right? And she's the oldest sister I have. Oh, man. Think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jenny. Hey, you guys have a good yeah. day. I hope my furnace is running in a couple hours here. I hope so, too. I think if you got uh, air served down there, it'll be running. Uh, I appreciate that. Elefino. Elefino. <laughs> and you gave her the laugh trap It's for funny. Elefino. It's, it's funny. Maybe she should provide you with jokes. You know what? That's probably what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to bring Jenny on as a (laughs) as a a joke writer. Uh, (laughs) Oh, hey, did we miss the CBS News or did we get that? It's still there waiting. Well, let's do it then. We'll be right back. Hmm, you look pretty ready to me. Almost, but after all. I can wash out 44 pairs of socks and have them hanging out on the line. I can starch and iron two dozen shirts before you can count from one to nine. I can scoop up a great big dipper full of lard from the drippings can. Throw it in the skillet, go out and do my shopping, be back before it melts in the pan. Cause I'm a KDAL time is 138. That is the uh, singing of Raquel Welch and Cher, I Am a Woman. And Brad, we just got news. TMZ is reporting actress Raquel Welch is dead at the age of 82. No! Yeah. According to Not her, Rocky. Raquel Welch, according to her family, she died this morning after a brief illness. Uh, she's known for her roles in Fantastic Voyage and One Million Years B.C. She's a great-looking lady in her youth I'd, she, at any time. In 1995, Raquel Welch was chosen by Empire Magazine as one of the 100 sexiest stars in film history. Playboy ranked Welch number three on their 100 sexiest stars of the 20th century. Uh, she was recently in Ice Spice's new music video in Ha Mood. In Hamoud, I guess, I don't know. Born in Chicago, Raquel Welch, sadly, my goodness, uh, has passed away at the age of 82. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, I was looking at some figures this morning, and I'm wondering, uh, uh, do you you think inflation is down now? It feels like it, doesn't it? I mean, gas prices are down a little bit. I mean, Biden keeps flooding the uh, market. They're uh, still above $3 a gallon. Yeah, they are. It, it's still bad, but it's not almost five like it was earlier. So a lot of people are feeling that it's down, and yet I got a story this morning off the wire services that says, here is the breakdown of inflation report for January in one chart. Now, we've all heard, what is it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you and see if you have been following this. What have we all heard has really gone up in price? A food. Now, what particular food item? Um, what particular food? Are, eggs. Yeah, yes, yes. 
I was going to give you a little hint there and do an egg, do a chicken. But yes, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Eggs are up 70.1% from a year ago. 70%. Now, I understand. You can help me out with this. I understand part of that is because there has been a, a, a raging amount of bird flu going on. Yeah, avian flu. Maybe avian flu, avian, uh, avian flu where chickens get it or whatever. Anyway, uh, so I went through this list. And, I, and some of you may not even realize how much this is. is uh, Kenny talked about gas still being up, and he's absolutely right. Utility gas, especially, that goes into your home and stuff, those kind of prices are up 25.6% over last year. Yeah, tell me Utility about it. Gas. Oh, man. Airfare is up uh, 20, uh, 23.3%. Motor vehicle repairs up 18.6%. Frozen vegetables. You go to the store, buy a bag of peas or carrots or mixed vegetables or whatever, they're up 17.2%. Uh, lettuce is up 17%. Public transportation is up 15.6%. Cereal and bakery products up 15.6%. Even pet food is up 15.1%. Electricity is up 11%. Motor vehicle insurance, unless you check it out at... Uh, you know, over there at, uh, at our, uh, that's right, over at Solutions, then you'll probably find a company that might not be up that much. But motor vehicle insurance is up 14.7%. I was so, in the uh, grocery store uh, picking up some things for the Super Bowl uh, weekend. You yeah. know, you got to have your snacks and stuff. Oh, yeah, you got to have your wings and whatever. And this isn't, uh, you know, anything against this product per se. Um, I mean, they're pricing their products accordingly. But I don't often buy Fritos corn chips. I, I just, it's not something I buy often. And I thought, well, you know, I like their chili flavored Fritos corn yeah. chips. It was over $5 a bag. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, what? Huh? Who's buying That's this incredible. stuff? I don't know. So, yeah, it's, it's a shock yeah. to go in the grocery store. And I, in the past, it wasn't too often where I would look at a price and just, keep on going and not you know put it in my cart yeah, yeah. but that's happening more often uh, these days and it's uh we are being uh we we meaning kathy and i are the same thing we're being much more selective about what we're eating when we're eating uh and you know especially with meats and things we're uh, using a lot leaner cuts of meat a lot lower priced cuts hamburger much more than anything else and even that's gone up Hey, you know what we should have, Kenny, for this show? We need some music like Outer Limits music, you know, like... So, like, when I talk about the uh, balloons that have been shot down or the suspected whatever the heck they're saying they are now... Uh, you mean or, like this? The Twilight Zone. Yeah, the Twilight Zone. Here's what I'm going to... I'm going to use my... I'm going to use, what was that guy's name? Rod Serling. I'm going to use my Rod Serling voice. We are about to enter Earth's inner core. It has stopped spinning. Have you heard this one yet, Kenny? I have. Earth's inner core, inner core has stopped. Uh, it, well, at first it slowed, but now it's in a pause mode. It has stopped spinning altogether. I thought when I first read this headline, I thought the world is ending. This is it. It's all over. But no, 
it, it, so scientists believe this has happened roughly every seven decades as the core will then start spinning in a different direction. Yes. This oh, is the reason of the balloons and the UFOs. I think you might be right. Listen, we're going to take our Minnesota news break, and then we're going to come back, and I'll give you the dope on the earth stop spinning. KDAL time is 154. Sunshine, 22 degrees in the Twin Ports. Things are going to cool off. And, Brad, final moments of the final hour. We have a special listener on the line or a caller? Yeah, we're going to be mentioning the name Tom often in the final moments here. Brad, you were talking to Margaret from Wright, Minnesota. I'm sorry, Jenny, the sister of Margaret from Wright. Yes. And you had asked and mentioned the name of Tom Riley. Brad, on the phone, we have the grandson of Tom Riley. We have Tom Riley III. He heard you, you mention. He me. heard you mention his grandpa. <laughs> oh my God! Your grandpa was a science teacher at Floodwood when I went there, and I got to tell you a story, a quick story. Uh, that we were playing basketball in the gym one day, and some kid slapped or bumped into another kid, and he had a carbuncle, if you know what those are, on his back, and it broke. Well. In most cases, you'd send him to the nurse. Well, we didn't have a nurse in Floodwood, but we had Tom Riley, and they took him up to the science lab, and your grandfather removed that carbuncle, apple core and everything, out of his back and stitched him up right there on the spot. <laughs> That's great. Oh, it was it was amazing. So what do you do for a living now? I'm a retired member of Sheet Metal Workers Local 10 in Duluth, Minnesota, and I do okay. live in Minnesota. I'm in Lester Park. Wow. Now, is your is your grandpa still alive? Probably not, huh? No, he passed away in 86, and his children have all passed away also. So it's just grandchildren left, and that's it, and the great-grandchildren. Boy, I got to tell you, he was an enjoyable teacher to, to have uh, science and stuff with. But more importantly, he was just such a great guy around the school. He would uh, take care of any injuries and bumps and bruises and all kinds of things like that. Yes, he was uh, way ahead of his time. My father, my father Tom Thomas Joseph Riley, he graduated in 1950, and my mother Carolyn Blackwood Riley, she graduated in 1955. My dad wow. passed away. In uh, 2016, he was a Marine Corps veteran of the Korean War. I thought you'd like to know Whoop. that. Uh, Semper Fi. He was, uh, yeah. he, was, he was a Marine's Marine, if you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. So you are Thomas Riley Third, then, right? That's correct. Well, thank you so much for calling I, in. I, I, I just have, a, I have, one, I have one statement to make about my grandfather, and I have a hippo joke, and then I'm done. Okay. All right. Go ahead. One of my one of the teachers at Flutterd High School had one of the greatest uh, sayings. He was being interviewed for a job there, and then he ended up getting the teaching job. And my grandfather told him one thing. He says, "You take care of the classrooms. I'll take care of the hallways." I mean, how great a line is that? That's fantastic. I mean, you can't oh. get any more clear than that. And uh, nope. he was a great guy. And uh, he loved the deer hunt and stuff. But my hippo, National Hippo Day joke is, what's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? Oh, geez, I've heard this one one time, too, but I can't remember. What is it? A hippo is a little heavy and a zippo is a little lighter. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's, it's clean. <laughs> it is, and it's a great joke, too. Thomas Riley III, thank you so much for ending this. Thanks a lot for taking my great... call. I think, your, I think your show is great. I listen to it all the time. Thank you for, for having me on. All right, thank you. Oh, Kenny, that was wow. fantastic. What a, way to, was what a way to say goodbye on Wednesday. All right, we'll see you Thursday, folks. 